Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Love Talk Radio. Bernice Alexander Bennett, and I am so happy to welcome back to the show Marvin Tupper Jones. Well, Marvin is going to talk about how the ancestors' legacy pays off during the pandemic. Well, Marvin uh, Jones is a documentary photographer and a director of the Chawan Discovery whose mission is to research, document, preserve, and present histories, particularly in the Winton Triangle area in northeastern North Carolina. He is also the producer of five documentaries and eight North Carolina Highway historical markers. So I'm just going to turn this over to Martin Marvin, because I am just so excited. When I talked to him yesterday and he told me he was on the old family farm, I said, Marvin, you have to come on and tell us about your discovery. So, Marvin, <laughs> I'm turning it over to you. Okay. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you so much. Um, oh, I want to do a shout-out right quick to Malia Epps Greenfield, my homegirl who I was just talking to. Um, I long felt that when – Things got pretty disastrous as we're now in. That the farm, the family farm I grew up on, grew up on, and near Hoski, North Carolina, would be a good place of refuge. I long thought that at least way back in the early '90s, maybe even before. And so I live in Washington. My wife and I live in Washington D.C. Carol, and we decided to come here during the pandemic. Um, in our home, we're kind of limited on what we can do outside, uh, whereas here we had 34 acres on this side of the road, 24 acres on the other side, and there's a lot of catch-up work to do on the farm anyway. Someone else farms it, but we have barns, and there's work to be done to the house, and um, there's 250 yards of field behind us. The sunsets are wonderful here, and 
we are enjoying getting things done and it's a comfortable house the the um my great grandfather jack robbins who was a usct soldier acquired this farm in 1886 and it's been split up and we have part of it and so this is a legacy of my great grandfather and his wives he had he had he was widowed twice and and his wives and um, it, this farm has benefited us every year from 1886 up until t- this very day. Uh, it produces corn, soybean, peanuts, and we recently sold timber. Um, but it requires upkeep like anything else. You know, when people say freedom's not free, and that's true. If you want to keep your freedom, if you want to keep what you have, if you want to keep the legacy that your parents have ha- and grandparents have handed to you, you have to maintain it. And so we're enjoying maintaining and upgrading what we have here on the farm. Uh, also, I discovered just two years ago that when one part of the farm was added across the road, that it was owned by another USCT, United States Colored Troop soldier named Martin Van Buren Reynolds, who was Jack Robbins's brother-in-law. So, um, and then his and and then Reynolds's neighbor was a USCT, and they were in the same regiment. So you had three farms uh, in a row, all owned by USCTs. Um, and so that's a fascinating that's a fascinating history. And I pass Martin Van Buren's grave every every day, and it's been well kept ever since he died around 1900. Uh, um, it's 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 clear cut today, and it's right at the intersection. Um, well, let me ask really, you something. Really does it have a marker? It does, does not it have, have a, a veteran's marker. It doesn't. It has a it has a nice gravestone headstone that his children provided for him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And Jack Jack Robbins, his grave was moved by his last son to the church cemetery and given a new headstone. I have the old headstone in the garage here. It broke in half decades ago, and I built a box frame to put it back together. So it's on display in the garage. Um, and I just want to keep the legacy of those that kept us, you know, that that that, that provided for us. And again, it, it's it's a great place to be during this time. Um, so you mentioned some the, of the regiments. Ta- yeah. What regiments were they in? Um, Martin Van Buren and his neighbor were in the Second Colored Cavalry, and they fought from Suffolk to. Richmond, they were there when Richmond fell, and then they were assigned to Texas, and they were there at the time of Juneteenth. Uh, Jack's, Jack had three cousins in that same regiment as well. So we, ha- we had families of soldiers in this area because Martin Van Buren's brother and his neighbor's brother were also in, in U.S. colored troops. So you had families of USCTs. Uh, my great grandfather uh, Jack was in the 34th Infantry. He and his he and his brother were took part in destroying Charleston in 1864, and they were also in Florida fighting as well. 
And I've been to that site, to one battle site that we're in in South Carolina. And, of course, I've been to Morris Island where Fort Wagner was, and they were stationed at Fort Wagner after the Union had had captured it. Um, So, I mean, that was history that was not passed down to us. It took genealogical research, looking at pension records and regiment records and regiment histories to find out what I'm find out what I'm passing on to you right now. And I lecture about it, of course, for one Discovery. And would have been lecturing about it two weeks ago, but it was postponed. But uh, it will go up again in Richmond. Um, um, and my history so in this area goes... So how does it feel to be there? I mean, you're talking about your ancestors' legacy pays off. So how does it feel just to be back at that old form, knowing the history that you have uncovered about your United States Colored Troop ancestors and some of the men in the community? Well, we're here every month, and we're here every month, and I'm all, and there's always a long list of things to do. Um, I f- I'm because I'm working with my hands and my brains, and my wife and Carol is right there helping me with it. We are doing what our ancestors did. We're doing what Jack and his wife did. We're doing what his son Parker and his wife Georgiana, my grandparents, did. We're doing what. Um, Claro um, and Topo, my parents, did working together, and Carol and I are working together. And when we are enjoying it. Uh, we don't have to work as hard as they did because, um, you know, we, we we have our own independent sources of income, but, we are, but we're working together to using our hands and our brains to keep the place, to upgrade the place, to catch up catch up on task and to, and to keep it a viable farm and and and, and home um, um and we we enjoy doing the work in fact after after this broadcast we'll start uh continuing to clear out the barns cuz the barns do need clearing out um and the gutters need clean <laughs> cleaning and so forth <laughs> Uh, and it seemed to me it's less of a drudgery here than it is in D.C. when I do some of these things. In December, we came and I pruned the trees. They hadn't been pruned in years, creating all this firewood. Some of it needed to be burned. Some of it needed to be kept. We we uh, finished cutting it up yesterday, and I built on Saturday, I built a wood rack using timber that's already available and nails and screws that were available. And that's what my ancestors would do, would build something using what they had to be used for a purpose. So now the wood is all in the wood rack. I uh, There's a picnic table that's pretty ratty, and I took it apart and used part of the boards as a tabletop for the wood rack. And the, we have a pumice mortar, just like a pumice bowl with some legs on it. We put a fire in it using the twigs from some of the cuttings, and we roasted hot dogs on it yesterday. Oh, how and nice. And it, reminds me of, it reminded me of when my father would have weenie roast on the farm when I was maybe five and six years old. And mm-hmm. so we had a – and this weekend – Carol and I are going to roast some more hot dogs, you know, uh, uh, on on that little 
on that on that in that little thing um pumice bowl I call it that's on top of the wood rack that I built. So, and and that is a Winton Triangle tradition. I knew so many men and women that were that were self supporting and they supported their community. They were multiple they were multi skilled. Uh, oh, I recently I just found this weekend a jar of salve that my great aunt made in 1973. My mother wrote the label, and it says salve for source. It's 47 years old. How precious is oh, that? Oh my goodness! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds and like you left, are I, really oh, having an enjoyable time. I mean, given what's are. going on right now in the world, to be able to go away and to you're using your hands, as you said, your your brain, your body, and you're staying healthy. Which which is great, oh, which is wonderful. Oh, we're gonna make fa- face masks out of sweat, uh, t-shirts and elastic here. Oh, okay. Also, we don't have to buy the elastic. We don't have to. The t-shirts are already here. In fact, we have too many t-shirts. So that's another mm-hmm. use here. We're enjoying oh. being self-sufficient. As, as you certainly sound like you're enjoying it. Will you have any closing remarks? Would you believe we're almost over? Wow. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I'd, I'd like for again, again. Um, we're living in a time where we we always live in a time where we have to increase our power, and part of that is being self-sufficient and not spending our power with outside outside our family and community. Uh, we are we are spending less. We're using more of what we have, using more of what we have, and we're enjoying it. And um, we're saving money as well. And saving money is saving power that you can release at at a more judicious time, at at, at times that can be gainful. And um, um, you know. I, I felt we, you know, we kept this farm for many reasons, and one of the most important is we're using now because of the pandemic. Mhm. And that's kind of a, uh, a lesson for others to hear. If if there is land in the family, hold on to it. Hold on and make use of it. Don't yes. don't don't be afraid to get sweaty and uh, learn to plant. In fact, always being a fixed mentality. I always felt that America has lost its ability to be in a fixed mentality, and that includes fixing okay. relationships, not just fixing what you have, and, uh, not always calling a contractor. My father kept contractors and repairmen away. You know, he didn't have a bad attitude. He just fixed things himself. My mother, God, she grew, I, I, she grew, grew about 24 different things here in the garden and mm-hmm. she made so many things and um and it worked well for us and i still do that i i've i've renovated my basement where my office is where my career has been uh, you know i've built darkroom darkroom sinks uh for, for my photography business and that paid off and um I, I feel that I'm I'm living in the best of the tradition of the Winton Triangle, which is just almost 280 years old now. 
Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. I'm living in, I, I've, I'm trying to be in the best tradition of the Winton Triangle, of making use of some of everything, and also being an asset to those around me and enjoying those around me. Well, I want to thank you because you have just shared with us just a little bit of what you're doing during this pandemic and going back to the old family form and using your hands and, you know, not calling a contractor but doing what you have to do. And I think we all will probably end up knowing or understanding that we're going to have to figure that out too and start growing our on. I mean, I just read somewhere where people are getting chickens because they can't get fresh yeah. eggs. So That's know, right. You're there on the family form, but, hey, we all going to have to start figuring out what we're going to do. Well, Marvin, I want to thank you so much for coming on, and let's keep talking, okay? Have a great we'll day. We'll keep talking. Thanks all for right. having Bye-bye. me. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye, all. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.